There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? Oh my god, Laverne, did you see what Polenta was wearing today? I mean, oh, could you ever? Patty, you don't have to tell me. I could hear that dress before I even got to school. She has got to go down in the book. Oh, you're so right. Grab the bumpy book off the shelf. We have some burning to do. Ooh, remember what you wrote about Margarina? So grody. That was classic. Oh, and Sherbet Schwartz, total hoe. You have a way with words, Patty. <laughs> I know. It's a natural, like, gift. Give it here. Let's see. Polenta Jones. Plaid is my favorite flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so strike. Uh, Laverne, let it go. Strike is never going to happen. But, but shut it, or you'll end up in the bumpy book yourself, and I personally will strike you from Max Mike Movies. Oh, high school, were you ever so delightfully delicious as portrayed in this week's movie, Mean Girls? According to that bastion of truth, the internet, this is one of the most quotable movies of all time, at least American films. But is it? In quotes, unquotes, and quotes, we're looking at movies people, like us, Love to quote. But who are we to judge? Well, over there in his robes and white powdered wig is his juicy judiciousness, Max Hang'em High Levine. Give us a verdict, Max. Ah, guilty, guilty, guilty. And I, standing on a box in the dock, am Mike Permanent Defendant Loose. Together, we take movies to court and declare our decrees. Or something. But before you hear what we have to say, you get to hear what you had to say. Question. First off, pardon my voice. This is as good as it gets. So enjoy, won't you? Because anyway, last week we asked you, what is your favorite cult movie? These are the words with which you used to reply. Dan Schaefer bravely wrote, quote, Manos, the hands of fate. Oh, Lord. We watch it every every year at MST-ster. I don't know, or teased-ter? Uh, maybe that's like MST-ester. Oh, maybe. Okay. For a non-MST movie, I'd have to go with Tapeheads or Repo Man, end quote. Wow, I do hope you're watching the MST version of Manos. <laughs> Seriously. Can you find a copy without them? Hmm. Anyway, thanks, Dan. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Knock it off, Torgo. Uh, the master is not pleased. The master would want me to continue. <clears throat> the weasel gives us, quote, SLC Punk. It's Really huh? Good was a Sundance Film Festival release in, like, 1999, end quote. I don't know. Huh. Do you? No. Doesn't oh, ring a bell. Now I have something to look, look into up. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Weasel. First-time responder David Meiselman simply stated, Spinal Tap. A good choice indeed. Thanks, Dave. Dr. Rebecca Pelkey was next with one of my favorites. Spoiler! Quote, Empire Records, obviously. Sure. Heathers, though it hasn't aged well at all... Yeah. One that only recently achieved cult status, Jennifer's Body, end quote. That's another one I don't know, and we will look yeah. up. Thanks. Yeah, I know that one. Oh, do you? Thanks, Becker. Yeah. Jess Miller posted, quote, Empire Records and Rocky Horror Picture Show, end quote. Ah, what a double feature that would be. Mm, thanks, Sweetie Honey Pumpkin. I mean, random what? listener. <clears throat> Aaron Perez was next with, quote, Big Night, end quote. Nick Hoffman um. seconded that choice. Another movie I've not heard of, but that it's part of being a cult film, isn't it? 
Never seen it, but it's supposed to be really good. Well, thank you, Aaron. A.J. Sheems tossed out Reservoir Dogs. That movie did influence a lot of others indeed. Thank you, A.J. Steve Kellner, inventor of the Kellner, said, quote, Repo Man, though I have to mention Rocky Horror 2. Oh, I thought of another one, Phantom of the Paradise, end quote. Oh, Lord. Oh, Paul Williams for the win. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Sometimes you get your movie in size 12 dwarf. Ooh, <laughs> is that a Smokey and the Bandit reference? I think it is. Dave Mackman, Dave, gives us this article. Quote, if you measure by number of times seen, by current relevance, in that Tim Curry is still on regular rotation in my stereo, and by the clearly identifiable culture associated with the cult, it has to be Rocky Horror. On the Japanese side, Seijin Suzuki and Ishii Teruo, I am told, have cult followings, and I like Tokyo Drifter and Yellow Lines from those directors. But their movies are hit and miss. Baby Cart in Peril should be a cult film, but not sure it is. I like it in part because it was and is banned. That said, Ishii Teruo made Lone Wolf and Cub White Heaven in Hell, which is probably the only other cult-worthy baby cart movie. Say that three times fast. There are various fetishy cult Japanese films that I watch from time to time, but too often find them disgusting. HBO seems to have Hanzo the Razor, for example, but I can't identify any cult for that series. And I love Repo Man, but only saw it twice, and the soundtrack is only occasionally on rotation. Harold and Maude, Diner, The Harder They Come might all top my list, but not sure any of them qualifies. End quote. Well, as always, we love those long answers. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Ed Shields cryptically wrote, quote, three guesses, end quote. What he meant, of course was Streets of Fire. Some, ah. Someday I will watch that, Ed. Thanks. Someday. Adam Mark offered, quote, The problem with this label is that basically any and all non-Marvel, non-Disney princess films that make any kind of money or have any duration in the public imagination are deemed cult. I feel the term is truly overused. I think mm. for a film to be a cult classic, its fandom needs to be enduring and small. That being said, Boondock Saints, 1999, fits the bill. It has deplorable ethics, and its narration wobbles erratically, but damn if it doesn't appeal, linger in your mind, and necessitate repeat viewings, end quote. The term cult probably has become somewhat stretched the same way indie has in music, but uh, thanks, Adam. Do you agree with that, Max? I think he's got a point. I think it's a little broad. I don't think it's like just the any any movie that isn't a huge budget franchise movie is automatically a cult movie. But I do think the term is overused. I think sometimes it's actually used as in, oh, what do you know? That movie made money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that must be a cult film. Oh, people liked it? Yeah. Huh. Oh, huh. Tony Kellner voted for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thank you, Tony. Val Coons, Queen of Radio, Empress of Q Footsteps, gave us, quote, <laughs> Considering that I'm part of the cast of the Masquerade Ball inspired by a cult favorite, I'm going with Labyrinth. Also, Strictly Ballroom. Mm. I have to wonder how many dance studios opened after that one. I hope lots, end quote. Don't know if we can include Labyrinth or not. Yeah, that, I don't know if that counts. That's mm. a, that was a very popular movie mainstream. I don't think it did very well, but it was, I think it mm. was, uh, what was Disney's um, sort of side... Um, Hollywood Pictures? Was it a Hollywood oh, Picture? I can't or the remember. Other one? Um, yeah. where the, it's, like, it, yeah. it's like it's Disney, but we're not telling you it's Disney. Yeah. It has that word in it. <clears throat> um, but anyway, thanks, Val. Oh, and uh, cue footsteps. <clears throat> Nick Hoffman is back with, quote, I'm going to have to go with Dark Star. Phenomenology. Oh. It's either that or Hardware Wars, <laughs> end quote. 
I don't know if the second one was a film or a comment, but it's a short, really. I mean, no, phenomenology. Oh, no, that's from that's a line or an as uh, an element from uh, Dark Star. Oh, you have to teach the bomb phenomenology. <laughs> I'm a thirty second bomb. I'm a thirty second bomb. <laughs> totally different, but okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's from start. That's from the actual novel Starship Troopers. Oh, okay. Or nope, sorry, Forever War. Okay. Richard Tatum pared down his choices too. I probably have a list of favorites, but Zardoz is the first to come oh to boy. mind. End quote. <laughs> well, thanks, Richard. Sean Connery in his underwear. Who doesn't like that? Maybe Max. And not so much. Charles Forsyth is next with, quote, Technically, Office Space and Idiocracy are cult movies. They bombed at the box office and developed a huge following and fame later on. But I'll toss in And God Spoke. It came out in 1993 and has a big oh, following wow. among indie filmmakers because it really captures the insanity of making a terrible low-budget movie. The plot is that two inept filmmakers get $10 million to make a Bible movie and completely botch it. I forgot another movie I saw at the 1993 USA Film Festival, Freaked, end quote. Thanks, Charles. I, that, you know, that sounds like a film that's speaking right to me. Have you seen that film in God's book? No, I've heard, I've heard the title. I know nothing about it. Yeah, I kind of want to see that now because it's like... I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Keith Wright wrote, Keith wrote, right? Keith, right, re- Keith root. is right, and he Roto wrote, Rooter. <laughs> yeah. quote, time bandits, hand down, XOXO, end quote. I wonder what a Zozo is. Hmm. Thanks, Keith. That, you know, Zozo's Pedals. Oh, right. Yeah, there was a band by that name. From way up north, Vince, our snowy friend, posted this to our website. Good day. Good day. Quote, some people, maybe Mike, might think that all the movies I watch are cult movies. <laughs> I do have a taste for what Danny Peary called the classics, the sleepers, the weird and the wonderful in his three book cult movie series of books. One film that I just never get tired of is Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, Lord. It's one of the few Russ Meyer films I think is worth multiple viewings. Big sexual killer go-go girls who dance at the drop of the hat and talk only in double entendres. And it's one of his only films without any real nudity. And the lead villain, Varla, is one for the ages. What's the point? The point is of no return and you've reached it. End quote. I have seen that once with Vince. I saw that a long time ago. Thanks, Snowy. The monster made me feel funny. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, from our mailbag, Dr. Lauren scribed, quote, Finally, a poll question I, the movie Ignoramus, can answer. The Rocky Horror Picture Show was, for Uh. a long time, my favorite cult film. Then came, this is Spinal Tap. Now, I am a Firefly addict. Serenity is the movie. While I was first dating my husband, his son was in the Firefly cult. My future husband showed me the series in logical order, not the order they were shown, ending with Serenity. I was so enamored of it that I went out and bought myself the DVDs. According to my husband, this cemented my position as potential stepmother. (laughs) It also led to my subsequent enthusiasm for watching anything in which Nathan Fillion was featured. Even in, I'm going to get this name wrong. Even if Marisk Hargitay, or I'm sorry, Marisk Hargitay. She means Mariska Hargitay. Thank you. Co-stars. As Mike commented about Halle Berry, I am of the wrong persuasion to appreciate her appeal. On the other hand, I appreciate all aspects of Halle Berry. Go figure. End quote. Wow. Well, thank you, Dr. Lauren. Yes, indeed. And remember, she is a doctor. Mm, It says so right on the label. What about you, Max? What cults do you belong to? (laughs) Well, first of all, we object to the term cult. We are a spirit, a spiritual lifestyle coaching method. 
We're on an anarcho-syndalist commute. <laughs> We're not, yes. We take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. <laughs> uh, well, f- I got to say, number one, I'm just with the crowd, is Rocky Horror. Yeah. Just in terms of the number of times I've seen it, the impression it's made on me, that's a biggie. Other, other than that, I do have to say, I have a real soft spot for tape heads. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Who's uh, what, what I, cult has uh, captured your soul and uh, made you sign a give it power of attorney? Well, I, I gave it five dollars, but that's yeah. yeah. Um, Rocky is an easy choice, but here's the thing: Rocky kind of almost defines the whole idea of a cult film because it talk about bombs. Oh boy! It didn't even come close, and yet. In two years, that film will have been playing in theaters for 50 years. My Lord. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I have no idea how much money it's made over the years. And how, quite honestly, how much it's done for a lot of very confused young people. Me being one of them. <laughs> hey, when uh, Rocky comes and sits in your lap, you realize you've had thoughts about things you didn't realize you'd have thoughts about. Just saying. Um, tape heads, and, and one of the reasons I'm a big fan of tape heads is I got to see the actual premiere, which took place in a very small Boston theater, um, uh. or at least a local premiere, and the director was there. All, and the reason I saw that is because the week before, I had been to the same theater to see a film called Lair of the White Worm, uh. which is a really weird <laughs> um, horror well, My name's Kevin, but my mates call me Kev. Yeah, and it's got Hugh Grant in it, which I keep yeah. forgetting, and it's just like, I don't even <laughs> think, he, all through the film, Hugh looks like, um, right, why am I here again? I think um, Hugh would be very glad to know that you keep forgetting he's in it. <laughs> and Empire Records. I'm not uh, sure if it's a cult film, except uh, most Russ Manning Day. <laughs> That's And it's such a great uh, film, and I'd never even heard of it until my partner said, oh, you have to see this film, Empire Records. Like, what are you talking about? So, yeah. As always, your answers are just plain Awesome. We're yep. addicted. Add to our fix by answering this, won't you? What's your favorite high school movie? Realistic or more likely totally bogus? Which teen high school flick has carved its initials into your heart? Let us know in the usual ways, which we'll go over at the end of the show. But for now, it's trivia time. The facts. Mean Girls. Budget. 17 million. Max, take a guess. Uh, let's see. 150 million. You're very close. 130. And wow. that's dollars, not that crypto crap. <laughs> Except Bumpy Bucks, which is still worth every penny yep. it was when it started. Absolutely. And has no connection with SVB Bank. Nope. Casting. It's a thing. Originally, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, who plays Katie, was hired to play ultra mean girl Regina. Fearing that people would think that her real personality was that of her characters, she went for nice girl, sort of, Katie instead. Mm-hmm. This was Tina Fey's first produced screenplay. Go, Tina! Yay, Tina. I like Tina. She's cool. Tina Fey is awesome. Yeah. Amy Poehler, who plays Stifler's, I mean, Regina's <laughs> mom, is only seven years older than the actor playing uh, Regina. Oops. Wow. We'll, uh, we'll just leave that right there. Yeah. Dog baiting. To get the stunt hound to chew on her bosoms, uh. <laughs> Amy Poehler stuffed a hot dog down her bra. Well... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> this movie was based on a book, sort of. Queen Bees and Wannabes, Helping Your Daughter Survive Cliques, Gossip, Boyfriends, and Other Realities of Adolescence was a self-help book for parents. Apparently, Faye didn't realize the book had no actual story in it before signing on with Paramount. Oops. Oops. 
up till this movie, Lindsay Lohan had only made movies for Disney. Well, perhaps she'll make another movie someday. <laughs> this movie begat a musical. In yes, 2017, Tina Fey and her husband, Jeff Richmond, premiered their musical version of Mean Girls in D.C. It later moved on to Broadway. What hasn't been made into a musical at this? This show is at some point going to be a musical. I get, I get, by an odd coincidence, uh, I, when I was out driving the other day, I saw signs that the local high school is doing the musical of Mean Girls. There you go. But if you missed it, don't worry. They're working on a film adaptation of the stage oh. musical adaptation of the mu movie adaptation of the book. Oh, good Lord. I think I think it's just metatexted itself into <laughs> another dimension. Did you hear a pop? I think so. In the blink and you'll miss it department, the whole idea of Janice being a lesbian likely comes from Regina mistaking her background of being Lebanese. It's a joke. Uh -huh. Get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing that Ellen DeGeneres used as a joke, yes. saying people got it wrong. I, what I meant was my character was Lebanese. Yeah, which doesn't sound like lesbian, but okay. No. Librarian I might get. There have been many people asking for a sequel, but so far Tina Fey has said no. Recently, she's, Good for her. Recently she said she didn't know why she said no when first asked in 2014, and if it was to be done, it should have been done then. Mm. Others, including the film's resident gay guy, Daniel Franzisi, have said he'd give it a try, wanting to do anything with the entire cast. He's writing a script he plans to pitch to Fey, but no one will do it without her blessing, which is uh, nice. Yeah. And other things i'm sure but now unless max has something to add just uh did you catch janice's full name uh i didn't and i was something in trivia about it because she's named her after a singer i think her name's janice ian who is a, a legendary singer that's right you know didn't at 17 and society's child uh, a lot of songs about teenage the difficulty of being a teenager and racial acceptance and didn't i f see that janice ian herself is a lesbian Yes, she is. Ah, so there you go. I'm sorry, Lebanese. Yes, she's also <laughs> Lebanese. Yeah. Well, I guess we should get to the plot. Yes. Katie Heron is new to town and new to the country, and new to the idea of school as a thing as well. See, she's been homeschooled by her scientist parents, having grown up in Africa without a trace of accent, until her mom got a new job in Evanston, Canada. I mean, Illinois. <laughs> so the family loaded up the truck and moved to Evanston yeah. Hills, that is. <laughs> On her Maple first, syrup. <laughs> <laughs> on her first day of school, she's instantly confused, the outcast, and can't understand why everyone's just acting so weird. A couple of the school's lesser knowns, Janice and Damien, offer to take her under their wings, helping her avoid the worst of high school, especially the notorious clique, the plastics. Dun, dun, dun. Weird coincidence, the very next day, that very same clique, headed by the infamous Regina, takes a liking to her and invites her to sit with them for the entire week. Janice thinks this is great, as Katie can now get inside information on the plastics and help her and Damien take them down. All seems to be going well until Katie gets interested in a boy, Aaron. Yeah, always a problem. Who used to go with Regina. Ah, oh, but he's so cute! <laughs> There are strict guidelines if one wants to be a plastic, and one of them is to not be interested in anyone Regina says you can't be. But she relents, sort of. The plastics are really Regina's playthings, and as long as she's on top, she doesn't care what she does to whom. And while Katie was supposed to be a spy, 
It seems being a plastic has grown on her, and one can't tell where the act begins and the real Katie ends. Things start to spiral out of control, with young Katie losing her sense of self while rising in plastic society and, so she thinks, popularity. But it all comes to a bus-crashing halt one day, and Katie is left alone to either face up to her behavior or keep everything swept under the rug. Ah, high school. Will we mm. ever get over it? No. The end. The film. So, Max. Nicely done. <laughs> thank you. Um, now, you hadn't seen this either, had you? Nope, never seen it. But, I, I had heard about it. I knew about it. I you was know, it, say, being a Tina Fey fan, I'm sure you knew of it. Absolutely. And I'd heard some of the quotes. I just, some of them didn't make a lot of sense to me because they were completely out of context. Do they make sense now? Yeah, actually, oh, they do. I, I had never heard of it. I mean, maybe in the very edges of my radar, I didn't know Tina Fey had anything to do with it until the film started. And it's like, oh, she wrote no, it. No, I didn't, didn't know awesome. that. I, I follow many things, most things Tina Fey, because Tina Fey, you know, if she weren't like so damn happily married, <laughs> I would be I would be standing in her garbage outside every night. Um, Scarlett might have something to say about that, just saying. We'll have a thruple. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Extra helping for Max. I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> oh, thank you, Adam. So let's, uh, if you know, I, we like to start with the acting, and until you yeah. tell me to stop doing that, we'll, we'll start with the acting. Stop doing that! <laughs> oh. Uh, Did it work? <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I've never seen a Lindsay Lohan film to the best of my knowledge. I've seen a couple. She did, as, the, as you said at the beginning... A lot of what she did were Disney remakes. A lot of she did a remake of The Parent Trap. She did a remake with Freaky Friday. Uh, the main thing I remember, which is Jamie Lee Curtis, knocks it out of the park. Does she pretending to be a teenager in the body of Jamie Lee Curtis? Excuse me, Oscar oh, winner. Oscar winning, <laughs> Oscar winning actress. Yay! Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee. Not that we're biased, but yeah. we are. And and her, also Herbie the Love Bug and a bunch of other. Oh yeah, they remade Herbie the Love Bug. You didn't know, did you? No. Nobody did. It was here and gone. <laughs> That's true, just as well. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I have seen her. She is actually surprisingly talented, and it unfortunately gets overshadowed by her real-life shenanigans. Oh, dear. Is she uh, problematic? Yeah, a little. Not not like, you know, ra screaming racist or anything, but... Like Britney a lot Spears of, problematic? Or? Yeah, kind oh. of like... A lot of out of a, a lot of I think child star syndrome. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, she's trying to make a comeback now. You know, best of luck to her. But she's I think very talented. I think she does a good job. I think oh, there's a lot of talent in this movie. By the way, and again, nice one, Tina, for hiring all your friends. Hey, you know what? Good for her. She's there are so many Saturday Night Live <laughs> alumni in this. Well, Lauren Michaels is the producer. It's not He's like a it was produ hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Tim Meadows yep. is uh, Mr. Duval. Anna Gasteyer is Katie's mother. Tina Fey herself is in it. Amy Poehler is just hilarious <laughs> as Regina's uh, uh, one of the Stifler's better ones. <laughs> yes, I'm not like other moms. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, I you know, and I'm not that familiar with Amy Poehler. I know her a little bit because she was in something we saw, and I can't remember what it was not that long ago. And it's like she's really funny, and in this she is really funny, and she's obviously just going for it. So good yeah. for her. And she um, nails that type of person. I mean, again, it's a caricature, but there is the kind of I want to be the cool mom, and I can't accept that I'm getting older. 
Yeah, at all. And of course, the sad thing is, is she's only seven years older, so she kind of yeah. isn't. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in the same decade as your daughter, that's not <laughs> it's weird. kind of genetically impossible. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that, that Lindsay Lohan was surprisingly charming. Um, mm-hmm. We like her even when she turns mean. I don't know if it's an outstanding performance, but she's it's, solid no, and charismatic. It's decent. Yeah. Uh, I think Rachel McAdams as uh, Regina she does a is great tr- job. She's really good <laughs> at, at being both absolutely loathsome. And yet still kind of human. Yeah. she's She gets right up to the edge of being a cartoon. Yeah. And doesn't cross it, I think. No. I think that when, and you know, spoil, if you haven't seen the film, it came out almost 20 years ago. So, that you know, boo on you. Um, <laughs> when she has her turnaround, we actually do find ourselves rooting for her because she actually does have a kind of redemptive arc. It's it's kind of thrown in at the end. It is. There's and there's a lot of that. But I actually like her as the teen jock. It's like, you know what? Good for you. I like that channeling all her anger into field hockey and like beating the crap out of her. And I like that whole, that throwaway line. It worked out well because none of the jock girls were afraid of her. Yeah. So Which is a big thing is everyone's afraid of her. The one thing, I, the person I think is just criminally underused in this is Amanda Seyfried. She plays Karen. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot to do. She, that's the thing is they don't give her much to do. She <laughs> is really funny when she wants to be. The bits she does. Can and again, it's one of the- predicting the weather. <laughs> well, I just love her. That's one of the quotable lines. Yeah, I, I'm really psychic. I think I have ESPN or something. <laughs> My breasts can predict when it's going to rain. Pause. Well, they can tell when it's raining. <laughs> Which I thank. I'm glad she doesn't explain how they tell her. Cause, yeah, um, yeah. She, as it turns out, she's actually not that good at that either. Nope. Um, yeah, she does not have much. She's fun where we see her, but th- there's not a lot for her to do. Um, Lacey Chabert, Chabert. I don't know. I think it's Chabert. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's very believable as Gretchen and Gretchen yep. is basically the fulcrum because while she's not in charge, everybody mm-hmm. is teetering and back and forth around what she does by telling people this. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Of course, we all know that she totally meant to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, she, she two times like yep. nobody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lizzie Kaplan as uh, Janice Ian, I think she's uh, she's fine. She she's feels very a little breakfast one, club. Yeah, she's a little one note, and she is kind of the generic angry girl. Yeah. Sure. The guy that surprises me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say her part's very two dimensional. Like, yeah, she's angry with with, uh, with Regina, Re- and for a long time we don't know why. And when it finally comes out, it's honestly not all that interesting. Not not terribly. It's like, oh, you used to be friends, and now you're not. Yeah, because you know she said told everyone you were gay. Yeah, like, it's, oh, okay, that's it, first off in high school at you know in our era that happened like every other week. Yeah, it's just you know in our high school people would just go. Huh. So, well, our high school yeah. as we went to art camp <laughs> does not count. Yeah. You and I didn't but, go to high school no. as people mostly know yeah. it. So, yeah. But I liked uh, Daniel Franzese as uh, Damien. If only because I know he's very he is an absolute gay man stereotype, except for the way he looks, because the man looks like a linebacker. He's yes. But the way he moves, here's the interesting part. Um it will be a few years before Daniel comes out, and my feeling was, really? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like when, um, oh God, half of Wham, what's his name? George Michael. Oh, George Michael, Comes yeah. out and says, I may not be totally straight. And the entire world went, um, really? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, 
gasp. <laughs> and the fact that this gentleman, the way he, yes, he is a very large person. And, and I, he's he, also, he's not just, he's not fat. He's well, big. Yes. If he was in, I mean, it's surprising. If, if he was a jock, he would definitely be on the football team. But there are people who, when they act gay, you're like, oh, I see, um, Mr. De Niro, you don't actually know any gay people, which is weird because his father was gay, but whatever. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then there's people It's like, oh, you either have gay friends or are gay yourself. And Daniel f- just struck me as like, yeah, he's gay. Um, okay. But um, I just also, the only problem I had with Daniel is like, um, how many times were you kept back? Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty old to be, in high, to be a high school, what, junior or whatever he's supposed to be. I think he's 24 or 25 when they yeah. made his films. But yeah, So is the pretty boy, though, Aaron, who he's, looks a little bit, I mean, he still looks a little too old, but he's a, he little, le- he's a little less absurd as a teen. This film is a lot better when it comes to they're not in high school than most high school yeah. films. And it's yeah. like some of them, like the, especially the girls, you're like, yeah, I believe they're in high school. Yeah. Aaron... Um, he's handsome in a rather nondescript kind of way. I did start to wonder, wait, the way his hair coming is, is he Zac Efron or not? I can't tell. But Max, have you ever been to Zac Efron? Uh, I I have not been to Zac Efron. I think it's a place. Um, Okay. But then it turned out to be somebody I'd never heard of. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you know, if there's nobody more handsome around, you're handsome. But he doesn't do much. So, yeah. I think Tim Meadows is hilarious. I love the fact that he actually uh, broke his wrist, which is why he's wearing oh. that thing. That's yeah. He's like I <laughs> they're working myself. into the they're working into the story. I have carpal tunnel. That's why I'm wearing this cast. Like, yeah, I remember looking. I look at that because you know I I thought I had it at one time, and I'm going. You don't wrap your hand up like that if you have carpal tunnel. You wear like a wrist brace. No, he doesn't have a huge part, but what he has, he does very <laughs> well with it. Um, the, being the principal. I, he has, again, one of the very quotable lines. I, I will keep, he's, he's addressing the entire junior class. I will keep you here all night if I have to. Uh, they can't, can't stay until past four. I will keep you here <laughs> until four o'clock if I have to. Yeah. Um, we are leaving out one big player here, and that's Tina herself. Oh, she's terrific. She is terrific. She is the teacher that maybe at the time... You think it's kind of dorky and annoying, but you realize the year after you graduate that she was my favorite teacher. Yeah, and she was the coolest and the the one who got it. Yeah. The one who was aware. And Tina has this in general, this very calm and yet still energetic performance. I don't know how she mixes <laughs> those two things, but even when she's got covered with coffee and she's taking off her sweater and she's like, uh, my t-shirt pulled up, didn't it? <laughs> and now she's just wearing a bra in front of her class. She, there's no sense that Tina's going to lose it. And nope. it fits the character. This isn't bad acting. This is like, no, nope, so this is. is just somebody's like, now I got this. Like, yeah, of course this is happening. Of course, everything bad is happening. I also like the fact Tina Fey is really attractive. She's really pretty, but they make nothing of it. No. And they downplay it, and she doesn't uh, draw attention to it. And it just, it works. Well, and even better, we shouldn't be looking at her and just, you know, drooling anyway. We should be, like, listening to her and listening to what she has to say. And in this case, watching her movie, because she wrote the dang thing. Yeah. And then a musical and then 
yeah. And then I hear she did some other things, but I, you know. Oh, one or two other. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so I'd say that, uh, oh, and this one last person, I, I was a couple, I, the, the parents are fine. There's yeah, not much there. They don't do much. The bits that they're in, though, you do get their carrot. You understand <laughs> them really quickly. They are utterly clueless. And well, my favorite part is when uh, the father grounds Katie and then the mother comes home and it's like, where's Katie? Oh, she's out. What do you mean? She's out. Isn't she grounded? Does that mean she can't leave? (laughs) I also like when, uh, at the end, when everyone's mad at her, and she's going, she says to her daddy, mom hates me, doesn't she? She says, no, honey, mom doesn't hate you. She's scared of you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not, but okay. She is, because she's scared because she doesn't understand what's happening to her daughter. Yeah. They don't do much with it, but I think they do a nice idea. They 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 give you an idea of who they are. Yeah, a little bit of an idea. The film's yeah. not about their relationship. No. And to be fair, the film's not exactly what you'd call realistic. No. So bringing in extra drama, I think, would have been a bad idea, which is probably yeah. why Tina didn't do it. Uh, it last, is one of... Yep. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, the last name I was going to bring up is Rajiv Surendra as Kevin. He's no. very two-dimensional, but whenever he's on screen, you're watching him. He's A lot of charisma, that guy. He does. He is, like, trying so hard. And, like, when they win the math challenge and he rips his shirt off and he starts uh, DJing and, and uh, uh, He starts rapping. fronting. He starts <laughs> acting like he, like he's down with the street. Yeah, good for him. You know what? <laughs> and then he hits on Janice at the end of the film and they end up dancing together. Why not? Yeah, and they end I, up together. And I think that she basically decides, you know what? This guy is trying so hard. Let's give him a goddamn chance. And yeah. she does. So, And he's a very minor, fairly two-dimensional character. I still found him at least somewhat enjoyable. So, so yeah, solid acting. Um, solid. No, no bad acting here. Some characters had more to do than others. Yeah. Uh, there's not. Let's face it. There's not a lot of depth here. No, um, this is not. This isn't Citizen Kane. This n- is no. This is a teen goof movie. And I was saying, uh, when the first credit popped up, I was like, oh, it's a Lorne Michaels film. Yeah, oh. that's not. That's <laughs> often a very bad sign. Believe me, because I've seen a lot of his movies. They usually have something to do directly with Saturday yes. Night Live, and that's yes. usually a problem. Yes, <laughs> but as it turns out, in this case, maybe he just threw money on a, at it and stepped out of the way, and that worked uh-huh. out. Uh, very happy to see Tina Fey's name pop up. I was a little cringy when literally she walks out of the car the first day at school and somebody bumps into her and gives her the look and it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Are we yeah. going to do that already? Okay. It's like, it, that is such a high school movie cliche. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in this film. Let's be fair. It's 2004. Oh, yeah. We've had decades of high school films. And initially my note was it's a typical high school movie crap with occasional laughs um, because when it first starts out, all we're seeing is the cliches and there were a lot of them. The whole me- the whole idea, Oh, it's the, the click of the pretty girls who are all rich and they decide the, the tenor for the entire student yeah, body. But there's also the point that some cliches are cliches because they are true. Yes. One of the moments I really like is when Janice gives Katie this map of the lunchroom, <laughs> which first off was really well drawn. Yes. I thought. And, uh, it's all like, okay, here's who sits at this table, at this table. That is, that happens. That is very real. I've heard that. Yeah. No, no. I've, I've, <laughs> I know. Not none of us. Know. You don't know that. I don't I know, know it, it from my junior high. Yeah. Okay. And it, which was much more clicky and a lot more standard. Yeah. And there was a real hierarchy. Yeah. There were the really popular kids and you didn't get to sit with them unless you were one of them and there were the... 
Then there were the art people, and then there were the nerds. No idea where they sat. And <laughs> <laughs> well hidden, Max. Yeah, thank you. I mean, Laverne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, Shoyle. Patty. Yes, thank you, Patty. And uh, too bad Maxine couldn't make it. Um, oh well. Some... <laughs> so I, I really, I think that's a really nice touch, and I like the fact. They make it a little cartoony with, with how extreme the characters are, but I think that works for this because this whole movie has some very Warner Brothers <laughs> moments in it. I mean, when Katie, when they're all doing the the hot girl, mean girl strut down the hallway and Katie falls in a wastebasket. That was like, that was very surprising, especially right how, out of nowhere. Yeah, it was so Wile E. Coyote. It was, <laughs> yep. it was, but my favorite actually cartoon moments are when she starts equating things with her life in Africa and suddenly yes. the students become animals and you hear <laughs> chimp noises and stuff and, yep, and lion growls. and When they're in the mall and she says, God, looking at this mall reminds me of the water hole in Africa around mating season. Yeah. And all the students begin like grooming each other yeah. or doing what, what is it called when the, the male puts on a big display i'm not sure but uh, i'm glad you were say presenting oh, oh yeah, pre i said it <laughs> don't look it up again it's and disgusting I, that, I thought that was and they did that they don't overuse it i think it no. happens like two or three times it's and twice. it's really funny i thought so well as i said my my initial note was typical high school movie crap with occasional laughs but then later on I'm relenting a little. This is after the first Animal Kingdom season. I said, not really much substance or anything new. Still charming. And it does have a kind of charm. It does. And you do have the outsider, but you also have, I mean, there's kind of a Nietzschean aspect to it. In what way? Well, Katie, the whole thing is she wants to become part of the plastics to spy on them. That's Janice's idea. Right. And then talk trash about them later, find their secrets. Right. But the more she's with them, the more she becomes part of it. And I keep thinking of when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares into you. <laughs> the abyss that is Regina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Yeah. Oh, you wore a ponytail today. Too bad. You only get to do that once a week. <laughs> the rules are, even Regina says, those rules aren't real at one point. <laughs> and of course, not for her. No, they don't apply to her, but no. the rules are so arbitrary and so strange. Yeah. And very much, as you said, it's the idea is Regina is, it's not she's a, she likes popularity or, or whatever. She likes the power. Right. I always get the feeling Regina is going to end up being head of Enron or yeah. something. Or Elon. <laughs> she has some, she has this immense drive and she's really cunning. She's yeah. very smart and very, unfortunately, she uses it for cruelty. Yeah. Everything she does is in some ways diabolically brilliant. What I would really love if somehow she grew up to, to be Rebecca from Ted Lasso. Oh, yes. Rebecca starts <laughs> off being that person and then Rebecca ends up being really cool. And yes. the actor who plays her, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head, I can't either, has an amazing singing voice on top oh, of all of voice. it. Gorgeous but I love voice. that she, even when she becomes a much nicer person, she doesn't lose any of the power. And that's She that still great. has the edge. She yeah. still does not take crap from anybody. So I kind of hope that Regina ends up like that. All the power, but still a decent person, which of course yeah. those two things don't go together. It doesn't really work most of the time. The one thing I will say, though, is that our heroes who are ostensibly um, 
the leftovers? What do we call their clique? Uh, uh, the, the outsiders. Uh, the, sure. We yeah. have the one gay guy, the one people think is gay, and then and we have Katie, Katie, who is just new. Um, yeah. And new and uh, fish out of water. In a way, they're kind of trying to become the thing they hate because they're yeah. trying to get all the information so they can put down other people and thus raise themselves, which is not That's, surprising and it's not unrealistic, but is troubling as a hero type character. Yeah. But I mean, Tina Fey calls that out. I really like that uh, toward the end when she's, you know, doing this thing that you think is going to be so cringy. It's like, I'm going to, we're going to do these exercises. It's after the major, the third act crisis has happened and everyone is furious at Katie and everyone's mad at everyone else. Well, they found the bumpy book. (laughs) They find the bumpy book or the burn book where these girls have put pictures of girls and written absolutely horrible things about them, which by the way, I absolutely believe is a real thing. I have no trouble believing that that happens. The trouble I had with it was when Regina pretends it's not her and Mm -hmm. she brings it to the principal and boo-hoos about the fact that she's in it and blah, blah, blah. And then they call in the people of the other plastics who Regina has said must be them because they're not in the book. Then she starts distributing pages all over school and nobody notices this happens. It's like, and... How did you get a hold of those pages long yeah. enough ahead of time to literally litter the entire yeah, they, school? They, uh, the investigative powers of uh, Tim the, the teachers here is, is Tim Meadows and even Tina Fey are not that impressive. Yeah. But you're right. That that scene where – sorry to interrupt. You were talking about the um, the cringy well, – let's, let's talk about the things we've done and hurt other so, people out loud and get yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. She get that this little, and it's not even a big speech. It's this little throwaway because obviously the big speech has to be for Lindsay Lohan's character because that's how it is in these movies. But when she says, calling someone else stupid doesn't make you smarter. Calling someone else ugly doesn't make you prettier. It's like, oh my God, that's that's really good. Yeah, I wish that they hadn't actually hired actors specifically to make fun of them being ugly. Because they do that at the end of the film at the mathletes competition. Yeah. Math, yeah. whatever. Mathletes, yeah. Animal Olympics. Um, <laughs> and it's obvious. Math Olympics. That, yeah. yeah. They hired, we need ugly kids. Hire ugly we need kids. nerdy looking kids. No, I mean ugly. And mm. they call them that. And it's not just nerdy because everyone there is supposed to be nerdy. And that's what I like about Kevin. Kevin's not a bad looking kid, but he is nerdy. Oh, very nerdy. <laughs> he just and, and, But the thing I like is he is nerdy and utterly unashamed. Yeah. He is nerdy and proud. Yeah. He doesn't care. Good for him. Maybe that's another reason I liked him. Yeah. There was one thing that they do in this film, and it is something that makes me cringe whenever it happens, and it is far too prevalent. I hate it when women have to play dumb to make their boyfriends feel superior or interested in them. And there's a point because Lindsay Lohan's character, Katie, is really good at math. And to get big dumb Aaron to talk to her... The only way she thinks it'll work, and sadly seems to be true, is if she makes it out as if she needs him because she doesn't get math. But and, you understand that's this isn't something movies make up. No, that's I know. absolutely real. It's just sad. Yes, it is a ter- it is a really awful thing to say, but it's true. Women have been taught they should not be appear smarter than men, and a lot of men get threatened by women who are smarter than they are. 
Which is too bad because Aaron could then learn, hey, you know, there's somebody here who likes me and is willing to get me better at math, which he needs because he's not that great at it. But whatever. I just hate seeing that. There's actually an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show, of all things, where Sally has to pretend to be stupid to get a to get a date. And it's just awful. And Mm. it's just like that's so anyway, it's just one of my things I hate seeing. it's It's annoying, but I it fits in this movie. It works because yeah. it is real, but it is painful to watch. The moment I find really, I found really painful. There are a bunch. Yeah, I don't like movies like this. They're very. They make me very uncomfortable. How? Because they're real. They're mm. absolutely believable, and it's so painful to watch. Teen the things that. Never mind the things people do to each other. The things teenagers do to each other. Yeah, is terrifying. But there's just this moment I found really kind of tragic, and it's an utter throwaway, and I don't even know the character. I don't remember the character's name, but it's Regina's little sister. When they go over to Regina's right. house, there is this little girl, like, I don't know, eight or nine, and she is dancing in front of the TV set to uh, Kaylee's My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard. And she is bumping and grinding, and she is dancing like a stripper. Yeah. And every... Like the mother and the, and Regina are just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Well, later so, she's watching an ad for Girls Gone Wild and she's yes. lifting up her, and she's got to be yeah. like eight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's horrifying because yeah. you look, oh, my God, here's you know, the next generation that's being indoctrinated. Yeah. And it's it, it's actually really well done because it's a background thing. Right. It, they don't shove it in your face, but it's, yeah. Yeah. I got a quick question for you. Um, yeah. Did you see the bus accident coming? <laughs> nope. That was quite literally, as it was on screen, out of nowhere. I really appreciated that because yeah. I was so not expecting anything. And then there is this horribly violent <laughs> accident, which, because of the way they film it, is funny. And let's face it, this this film, there's a lot of things in it that are like, yeah, that would never happen. Yeah, that would, ha- that would never happen. And... There's a there's a there was a remake of a film called Meet Joe Black or um, oh yeah it was a remake of Death Takes a Holiday yeah and they didn't mean it to be funny but they needed the character <laughs> to die early in the film played by Brad Pitt and he gets hit by a car going at high speed and it's like watching a balloon that has developed a very quick leak and he's like all over the yeah. place and it's like yeah. it's supposed to be horrifying horrifying and it kind of is it's also kind of funny yeah <laughs> and, this was so sudden and yeah. so fast and the next line is kind of is really dark because you hear we every so often we get a voiceover from katie and she's like and that's how regina george died <laughs> no i'm kidding she she was yeah. hurt but she, it's like holy crap really did you believe it because at that point i was willing to i didn't think so because like i say I, I had heard about this movie and i was pretty sure that was that didn't happen i didn't think anyone died in it uh-huh. This is not Heather's. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, the second time they bring it around, we're ready for it. And it's like, yeah. it's playing off itself. And I, I didn't think it was something that was like overused because I could easily no. hear people say, oh, where did he did the bus thing? Except, no, they're, they're actually commenting. No, it's a commenting. callback. Yeah. And, and it, I, I thought that worked fairly well. Yeah. I will admit, I, this is probably a film that I had the least number of notes that I've written. And one of the reasons for that, and this is going to come up in the ending, is I'm going to take a guess. Max, I'm going to ask for your help on this. Yeah. I don't think that I'm the target audience. I'm pretty sure you're not. So middle-aged white guy, probably not. The, probably. No, I'm no. almost sure. No. No. This is a teen movie. You, you only have to look at the way adults are, are treated in this. <laughs> uh, except for Tina Fey, 
who, while she is smart, she's also kind of, you know, what, what a teenager would consider a loser. Right. But the adults in this movie are clueless, which is a standard trope in teen movies. Sure. Is that the adults are either stupid, cruel, or just utterly out of touch. And this movie has all of that. Yeah, I wouldn't say we'd have any really cruel adults. No, there's one or two of the teachers. They're just throwaways who, like, yell at Katie for no reason. But, no, they aren't cruel, but they're just – they don't know what's going on. So how do you think that that – because – Pardon me for saying this, Max, but I don't think you're the target audience either. I'm almost certainly not. How do you think that affected your viewing the movie? I think it, I think it did. It had a real effect in that. First off, it's looking at another world, and it's first off. I'm, and then I'm also looking going, I don't remember everyone being quite that good looking in high school. <laughs> you can look through the yearbook and find out for yourself. Yeah. yeah nope, no offense. Nope. 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 A nope. lot of lot of good looking people in our high school, but. You know, come on. I mean, I'd say there was a handful like there is in every high school, right? Yeah, yeah. It's also just a feeling like I shouldn't be re-watching this, you know? Here they are, especially, you know, they're sexualizing these teenagers. You know, that's fine for other teenage boys. A middle-aged man should should not be watching Lindsay Lohan in skin-tight clothing. Well, see, for me, it didn't really do anything. I know. There was nothing for me in this film. Even Aaron was like... Okay, I mean, you're handsome-ish. You're not bad looking. Um, okay, next. <laughs> and the thing with like some Amanda Seyfried has just kept getting better looking. It's remarkable. Have I seen her in anything besides? This? You pro- you probably have. Did you ever see Mamma Mia? No, funny. Okay, you think no. I would have, but no, I haven't. <laughs> no, she's in that. She's in a bunch of stuff. You, yeah. you probably have seen her and don't remember. Yeah, it's possible. So yeah, this may have colored our commentary a little bit but this movie is not for us it's not made for us we can still appreciate aspects of it but it's not for us that being said that's not what brought us here what brought us here is the fact that we're doing a series on quotable films yes so i decided because we this is a film that when i started looking for quotable films because there's a tons there are tons and some of them we've done and we can't do again yeah Um, or at least films that we quote all the time even if the rest of the known world doesn't (laughs) and strangely this film popped up in a bunch of lists and i'm like really mean girls i've never Mm. even heard of this but okay let's take a look so what i did was i went and looked i wanted to find a site that would not only have top quotes but that they would rank them because i wanted to see what their top five quotes were and I wrote those down. I also, and I think Max, you did the same thing, wrote quotes while the movie was yep. happening that I like, oh, I like this quote. So let's see if any of your quotes, how many quotes did you write down? Oh, about a dozen or so. Oh, oh you have a lot more than I did. I only wrote five. Uh, these are the top five in order. So number one, I'll actually read them in back backwards. I'll start with number yeah. five. Number five, she made out with a hot dog. Mm, that was not one of mine. I didn't think that was that funny. Me either. Number four, I'm a cool mom. (laughs) I have that one. Number three, you could try Sears. I don't have that. That was a pretty good one, though. Number two, it's October 3rd. Uh, Nope, I didn't even notice that one. They say it in the film, and apparently now October 3rd is Mean Girls Day. Oh. Hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. She asks asks him what day it is, or he asks her what day it is, and she's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that 
fine. It's like how I, I can't remember how they figured this out, but they decided I think it's April 10th is Rex yeah, Manning so, Day. Yeah, oh, it's coming yeah. up. Yes, Save right. up for Rex Manning Eve. <laughs> and number one, according to an article from MTV, the top quote of this movie is gruel. <laughs> okay, not what I would have chosen. Me either. Yeah, it's the whole joke is I was trying to say cool and great at the same time, and I said gruel. I thought it was going to be, you know, stop trying to make fetch happen, which okay. I liked. It, now, that's in there, but it's, you know, number whatever. I'm sorry, 31, yeah. 32, that's so fetch, fetch stop yeah. trying to make fetch happen. What else do you have? I got, uh, I was half a virgin when I met him. Uh, yeah, I, 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 didn't <laughs> have that. I didn't have that one. Yeah, I had, uh, well, we already said, you know, the... Uh, I, I, it's like I have ESPN or something, mm -hmm. but, uh, I also liked the weird thing about hanging out with Regina was, is that I could hate her. And at the same time, I wanted her to like me mm. because not only is that a good line that sums up the way uh, you often feel as a teenager. Sure. I hate this person, but I still want them to like me. I also have, uh, when they talk about Gretchen, that's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. <laughs> I had that one too. That was I loved that. That was a great quote, especially if you kind of whisper at the end. It's why our hair is so big. It's full of secrets. <laughs> I I also like Damien's line when they're talking about moral imperatives. Does that mean I'm morally obligated to burn that lady's outfit? <laughs> I like that. Or I can't you know, when uh, so it says uh, he's you made out with your cousin. Says, yeah, but he's my first cousin. Like, what? <laughs> you have your cousins, then you have your first cousins, then you have your second cousins. I don't think that's how it works. Oh. So like in when she's talking about the real say the real world versus girl world, you know, in girl world, all the fighting had to be sneaky. Okay. Now that, by the way, is a theme my mother used to tell me that. Oh. She used to say I, I will she said, I will tell you this right now, and I'm telling you from personal experience. Little boys and little girls are very different. Little boys are much nicer. Like, what do you mean? He says, well, if two boys get in a fight, one will hit the other with a toy truck, they'll cry, and it's over, and they're friends again, and it never comes up. Little girls will wait. <laughs> they will plan. They will come at you subtly. Patton Oswalt talks about the same thing. Yes, you know, little girl will come up. I'm making a box for you. <laughs> you won't know you're in it until you're inside it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have so few female friends. Uh, <laughs> do you have any else, other ones on your list before I get to uh, mine? I no, I think we covered all the, uh, the other so ones. What about the, you? What these did you my have? five. So the one of them was one you had, which is the hair and the secrets, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> mm. uh, my first one was, he's almost too gay to function. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I have that one down, too. I forgot. Another one, which I may actually use, everyone in Africa speaks Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. This or... one I'm amazed you didn't have. If you touch each other, you will get chlamydia and oh. die. <laughs> This is the coach giving a like, sex talk. Yep, the first yeah. one was, if you have sex, you'll die. You'll Anyone get pregnant and die. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one was, coach car, step away from Wait, the underage <laughs> girls. That was a good one. <laughs> so what with your list, my list, and the internet's list, I have a serious question, and that is, yep. is this really a quotable film? Absolutely. It really, it is. There's so many good quotes and most people that I've heard use the fetch one, but mm. I, I think there's a lot of really good ones in here. 
we changed Free? it. You know, I, I, again, I'd never heard of this film. It's like, how quotable can be if anyone's, ne- I've never heard, if I've never heard of it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the five I pick up, those five I thought were funny. They were worth writing down in the moment because I like them. You know, he's almost too gay to function. I know people <laughs> like that. Uh, they have full of secrets is hilarious. And I probably won't use the chlamydia one, but it yeah, is probably funny. not. So yeah, I would say this is a very, even if it's not a film for us, it's a very quotable film. And speaking yeah. of not a film for us should we get to that part let's get there the finish so max yeah i'm guessing you watched it the first the same time i did which was last night yep (laughs) what did you think i was surprised at how much i liked it i think it's incredibly well written again it's uncomfortable because it does feel like i'm watching a movie that's not meant for me right but uh, the writing is so is just genius in a lot of at a lot of points it's smart it's really funny it moves along really well it doesn't go on too long none of the bits go on too long i don't think there are any scenes that went on too long i i think it's really well done what about you you so, would this is again the you did you saw it last night for the first time i did Mm-hmm. And I was very pleased that I didn't have to pay for it because <laughs> I'm getting tired of that, let me tell you. Mm. Uh, especially if you have to buy a DVD on eBay and yeah, it's not a film you're likely to ever watch again. We appreciate your sacrifice. Thank you. Uh, I my, my initial notes, and I'm going to stand by these, are there's, uh, in a lot of ways, there is nothing new here. It is another high school film. It's dealing with cliches we've seen before. But it is a lot better written than most of those films. It never takes itself too seriously. Tina Fey is a delight both on and off camera. Um, The actors are portraying white (laughs) people that you've probably met or that you've heard about. Because let's face it, the uh, Kevin is there's there's some nice Vietnamese girls in the background. There's the cool Asians and the nerdy Asians. But this is a very white white people film. Oh, and there were the unfriendly Um, black kids. It, that get literally yeah, they get no mentioned lines. in that respect. Nope. No. But I I think one of the reasons that we're not as uncomfortable as we could have been is that we didn't have to go through any no. of this. And sorry, people listening who did like everybody else, but I do not miss the fact that none of our high school experiences looked anything had, like this. That they being had their said, own weirdness and we had our, they had their own issues. It's not like being a teenager is easy for anybody. But we, no, that there was but something, especially finding out it's like, oh, who is that teacher going out with again? <laughs> okay, oh, they're in front of Jayboard. Okay, because it's a student and it's not the first time. We, um, yeah, but I think that it is very well done. There are a number of good quotes in it. There are some decent performances, and it is not a film for us. And so, any a lot of the parts that I didn't connect with, or I don't think worked for me are literally that they don't work for me this has become an exceedingly popular film which i did again i didn't know partially because i've never been a teenage girl and i certainly wasn't one in 2004 i would say that if you have an interest or a soft spot for high school films if you are closer to the age of the people in this film or were when the film was made i think you'll like it it's 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 charming yeah. in some places. It's even delightful in a couple places. It's not new, but it's done better than a lot of the films that made these things cliche. That's even the final, you know, all these movies have the final dramatic gesture that the hero does to redeem themselves. It's surprisingly right. low key. 
It's yeah. not, you know, huge and insane and, you know, in front of thousands. It's a nice little brief speech. And yeah. uh, I think it worked. I, I, I am. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the ending. The only problem I had was everybody ends up with somebody except Damien. Yeah, oh, everyone yeah. Is a, ends up with a boyfriend ex, or a girlfriend except Damien. I thought that was a little unfair. Yeah, they weren't going to do yeah. that, though. That's a whole gay thing, and we're not doing that, right? Because there's all this other stuff going on. It's, it's really, because again, he's a guy. The film's not about guys. It's yeah. about girls. It's for women. It's for young women. That's fine. I actually, I, I see your point. It didn't bother me, and even though it should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm outraged um, on uh, your okay, behalf. Okay, I'll do one for you. I was upset that there were no Jewish people in this film. There. I think I'm betting there were. They just didn't tell they us. They weren't even mentioned. Yeah. So there. I'm afraid, I think this skeezy guy who was asking the buttered muffin, I think he might have been. I, yeah, they, they don't. don't. They don't make yeah, a the, thing. Do you? Would you like us to assign someone to butter <laughs> your muffin? Oh, there, that's one of the top quotes. But anyway... That's uh, our first film, but do we? I have that uh, poll yes, question. We do. We'd, uh, Tell like us you again. To that's con- the poll question is, and it's obviously connected. What is your favorite high school movie? Whether it's realistic or probably not any way realistic, do let us know, and you can do so by emailing us directly, like Dr. Lauren, and that is us at maxmikemovies.com. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page. That is the last bit of social media out there because all the rest of them have collapsed into a giant cryptocurrency fire yep, of doom. So sad. That's yeah. So Facebook, we are of course Max Mike Movies. You can go to our website and leave comments there, either on the current episode, previous episodes. Uh, it's a film you would like to see us talk about. A entire series you'd like to see us do because or the coming in alien Might invasion. Even- don't oh, talk you to better us, talk so to us. That. <laughs> but that is, of course, MaxMikeMovies.com. But we've just started Ooh, this yeah. series, quotes, unquotes, and quotes. So, yeah. Max, who are we quoting Now next we're quoting week? one. This is a little more of an obscure one. It's older, but uh, I'm afraid it deals with murder. And the worst, the murder? worst kind of murder, murder by death. <gasps> Not that. Yes. We're going to watch... Now, admittedly, a film with some problematic elements to it. Peter Sellers. But, uh, <laughs> murder poo? Uh, yes, dear. We're going to have a lovely murder poo. But a, a classic from the 70s, murder by death. Join us or we'll murder you. By death. By death. By death. See you next week. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.